This podcast may be explicit in nature and may not be suitable for listeners under the age of 15. Now that that's out of the way, if you're ready to learn some cool shit and have a laugh or two along the way, let's get it. What's up, fellow Marauders, and welcome to the season three finale of the Culture Marauders podcast, the show where we maraud on all cultures and deliver the goods to you, the masses. I am your host, the Mighty Kells, along with... Well, Mighty Kells, too, I guess. You know, I can only be one. Thor 2 hasn't come out yet, so nobody knows about the second Thor. So, yes, it kills in Rena. So, um, but yeah, so this is the show where we maraud on all culture and deliver the goods to the masses with the intent to enlighten and entertain and just have a good time. So, I thank you um, for tuning in, listening in, whatever it is that you do, watching it on YouTube, however you consume this product we call the Culture Marauders Podcast. Thank you. Um, season three, I know it's been a little while since, uh, since we've been in front of you. Um, you know, it's been actually a minute. We haven't done a live show in a while, but um, been on yeah. a summer hiatus. Yeah, summer hiatus, end of spring hiatus, but all the same, we are back. Damn it, <laughs> back. So we uh, we're gonna wrap this up, bring this mug home, and uh, finish the season strong. So um, so yeah, happy summer. Um, if you're like us down here in Tampa, you are burning the hell up and trying to stay cool. But um, you know, luckily we just got the pool finished, so we can uh, we can go in there and relax. Take a nice bit. warm baths. Nice warm bath in the back. That's right. No bubbles. <laughs> so, um, you know, but as the temperature is rising around the country, it's also rising from a social political uh, standpoint as well. Um, and that's going to read me, lead me right into our Marauder Minute. So, yeah, um, a week ago tomorrow, the Supreme Court uh, overturned, uh, made good on their promise to overturn um, Roe versus Wade, right? And um, which protected a woman's right to legal abortion under the 14th Amendment. Um, now that's been overturned, there is no longer a federal constitutional right to abortion. And now that'll be left up to the states to decide, right? So immediately following that, nearly half the states um, had triggered those, uh, what were they, the red trigger laws or the, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that, um, you know, where they were either outright banning it or, you know, severely restricting, you know, ab- abortion. Um, you know, I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> I am not a political pundit. I'm not a politician. I'm not an analyst or anything like that. I'm not Tucker Carlson. I'm not Van Jones. I'm not uh, uh, Anderson Cooper. I'm not any of those guys, but I am a person with an opinion along with Karina and 
everybody else on this discussion tonight. So, um, you know, our opinions are ours and ours solely. If you don't agree with them, that's cool. We don't need to agree on everything. But this is our show. And if you don't like it, we'll see you next season. So we're going to have this conversation. I do hope that you stay. And, you know, like I said, our intent is to enlighten and entertain. Um, You know, so we're not trying to persuade or push anything on you. The Culture Marauders has always been a show about and for the people. And this is a platform that we're using for the people to get together and discuss this topic. So hang tight with us. You know, we are going to, you know, have some fun, of course, but we are going to hit on this, uh, this uh, controversial and uh, historic topic. So um, I ask that if you do choose to join in, um, please be respectful. Um, you know, you're, you're more than welcome to voice your, your opinion, state your, 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 uh, your truth or whatever it is that you need to say, but please be respectful um, while doing that. And, um, you know, so with that, that is the Marauder Minute. Um, if you haven't figured it out yet, today we are marauding on women's rights. And um, today, you know, along with Rena, I have uh, Angela Costa and Tatiana Lockhart um, joining us in. Uh, Tatiana is a fellow marauder. She's been on the show a couple of times, you know, rocketing with us. But Angela is a newbie. Ooh. All right. So with that being said, y'all know what it is. We got to break her in right, right? So... We got the icebreaker. So um, as always, we got we're going to go with the pod decks, right? We're taking it back old school. Rena has these. She's got five of them. So, a random pick? Uh, yep, yep. I'm going to oh, shuffle. You don't five. know what you're going to ask us yet. You're just oh, random. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, not an open book test. It's, it's not. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Now listen, right? I got to go ahead and give you the rundown on how this works. So we got two questions. I'm going to give one to Tatiana just for shits and giggles. But... You got two questions to answer, Angela. And if they're not, you know, quite up to snuff, I'm just going to uh, hit the button and you're out of the conversation. All right. So, all right. No pressure. No pressure. Oh. All right. No pressure. No pressure. You know, everybody has passed this. Everybody has has moved on. And, you know, we've had a great show and, and you know, fame and fortune was yours moving forward. I'm not going to tell you how much, but, you know, so no pressure. No pressure. So, all right. Rena's going to go ahead and draw. Not that one. No, just playing. Go ahead. All right. So she's got it. All right. So who wants to take this one first? Is it Angela? It's just newbie. No, let's do this. All let's right. All right. That's it. I like so it. what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, listen twice as much as you speak. So I, uh, am, I consider myself a great observer. I uh, am a student of life. So I always think it's good, um, and a teacher told me to listen twice as much as you speak, and I've always taken that through my life, and it's gotten me pretty far. Okay, nice. That's a good one. Well, yeah. all right. Ding, ding, you're on the board. All right. All right. Tatiana, you're up for this one. All right. All right, Tatiana. When you die, what do you want to be remembered for? Ooh. Oh. Integrity. Integrity. Oh. Always doing the right thing when no one's looking. Okay. Good. All right. Nice. All right. So this is it, Angela. Don't mess this up. Two? Uh oh. Okay. What is your greatest regret? Oh. That's a tough one. What? Do you have so many? No, I, I, don't like, I don't have any regrets. I mean, I do have one and it's kind of a gross one and I don't know if I could say it. You can say it on this show. I promise you. I got one person watching. They're not really going to remember either. And it's probably me on a different system. So so um, I don't know how bad this is going to sound. Uh, we hit a turtle 
when I first moved down to Florida, like one of those big ones and like, it was unsurvivable. And I live with the guilt that like, I didn't end it for him right away. Like I let him, I let him go out on his own, like a minute. I feel bad about that. So <laughs> That's my you did or you didn't? Huh? You did end it or you didn't? I didn't. I didn't. Oh. That's my regret. Man, I, well, I mean, that's not that bad. It's not that bad. A lot of people would, would have done the same and be like, well, you got a shell, you got something, you know, but all right, all right. Well, what do you think? The only thing I saw when I saw the word no regrets. No regrets? No regrets. <laughs> not, no one. Not, not one. Brother. Not one. Not one. Not a one. <laughs> so what do you think? You think Angela, Angela's good? Yeah, those are good ones. All right, cool. All right, well, you're lucky. You know, that last one with the turtle situation. I know. We're gonna let that fly. So ding ding, you I are mean, fifty really, more. That's really my only regret. Like <laughs> you are in our neighborhood, they would have tore you. Oh boy, you would have been. You, you would have been on the neighborhood pose. Black called you from Win Dixie. <laughs> You'd have been done for. But fortunately, you're on the Culture Marauders podcast, and you are officially a marauder. You have been blessed. You have the keys to the castle, and um, it gets you nothing. But you know what? It's all. <laughs> we got we're working on that we've been working on that for a while so all right y'all so you know how we do that's the uh the icebreaker question angel's officially a marauder along with tatiana and of course rena and kels and um if you're looking to call in to get in on this juicy spicy topic feel free to call in via the marauder line at 813-466-4900 we got that scrolling across the bottom of the screen um for the duration of the show so let's get into it, right? So the repeal of Roe versus Wade. So uh, 70, 1973 was when the um, the initial ruling came out, ruling for the right to abortion. And we just witnessed last Thursday or last Friday, the uh, rollback of this uh, some almost 50 years later. Um, it's tough, even from from a, from a male perspective. I, I, I'm personally pro-choice, right? Um, and I feel a certain way about it. I feel that we've taken a giant step backwards in society um, with, with this decision. And um, I don't know why. And a lot of people are probably thinking the same thing as myself. So ladies, I'd like, um, you know, just to get your perspective and take on how you felt initially with the leak, you know, because this was, this was, this wasn't out of nowhere, right? We kind of had an idea that this was the plan going forward, but uh, an idea about the leak and how you felt when it actually took place. So Angela, you are our newbie, our new guest. So we'll start with you. Um, so when the leak happened, it definitely felt surreal. Like I kind of went through all the stages of grief and I lived in denial for a while. Um, like I was angry about it, but I'm like, this possibly can't happen. This possibly can't happen. This is decided. My grandmother's fought for this. Like this can't be a thing. And then the day that it actually happened was just like a knife in my chest. I, it's going to be one of those moments that I remember where I was exactly for the rest of my life. Like it was 1036 in the morning. I was standing in the kitchen, cleaning up my breakfast. I looked at my phone and I saw it. And I, I can't explain how much grief I have and how sad I am for this country because I can't help but feel this is the beginning of something really bad. Okay. All right, Tatiana. So initially I was upset too about it, but you know, once you start looking more into exactly what they passed and repealed, they didn't ban abortions. They passed mm -hmm. that power on to the states. 
So it's not like we're losing a right. We're losing federal protection of something that's not even protected in the Constitution to begin with. So the states can make choices on their own. And personally, I think more decentralization and less power at the federal level, more power at the state level is beneficial for the country because that's how a representative democracy works. You're supposed to have checks and balances. The states should be able to delegate and decide for themselves. And that way you have, you know, you have red states and blue states and everyone can do whatever they want to do based on whatever you're voting for. And that takes the power away from the federal level to just blanket a policy across everybody. Okay. All right. So as I, you know, as I read into it, I was like, okay, it's not as bad as it looks. You know, it's like there's more than meets the eye to it. Mm -hmm. okay. Am I allowed to respond to that? Sure. <laughs> so, but have you looked at the maps of what this these new blocks look like? Like when you look at the comparison of red states to blue states, there's like a little chunk up in the northeast. And then the West Coast, and then it's just this block of red. That's what, so what, what I told her last night. Exactly. No, go ahead. Girl in Alabama that is lives below the poverty line, gets pregnant, needs health services, and can't get to them because her state has said that she doesn't have access to that. Like, I think it's mm -hmm. a right that should be guaranteed. Yeah. Kind of like our gun rights, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the like right for abortion isn't in the Constitution specifically. Gun rights are, but abortion is not. So mm -hmm. it's hard for that to be legislated at a federal level when it's technically not even in the, it can't be constitutionally protected if it's not in there. And that's true. You know, and, and I, as much as I dug and wanted to see it, it wasn't there. It was just, it was protected under 14, under the, under, uh, privacy, right? So you're right, Tatiana, you are right. Um, I want to get Karina in here. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. And no, I mean, I definitely feel, you know, both sides and I've been going through this up and down. We've been talking about it all week, just kind of going through this up and down, up and down. And now I'm just steadily, I don't know if it's numb feeling or just kind of maybe coming to clarity and looking at, okay, I'm not, we're not going back and forth, but what can we do other than, you know, how can we address the other issues that are surrounding, you know, the abortion? What's the whole, why are we upset about um, this topic? And what, I'm in a healthcare field, I've been in healthcare for 16 years. So I see a little bit more layers to it. And then, you know, Angela, you were really hitting on that when you were talking about people living in poverty and those that don't have access. And that is really where I think maybe some of our, set and our concern is that those people um, that are in poverty don't have access to, to healthcare period or preventative services period or, or anything that, that can help them make an educated decision um, or, or get the services that they need. And so I think, you know, definitely I, I feel, you know, both sides as far as right now, I think I, I'm seeing a little bit more clarity and knowing that, yes, I am pro-choice. Um, I have beautiful babies. I love them. I brought them into the world. I had a great experience in the military. Thank you. They, you know, they were able to provide me um, all the preventative services that I needed and aftercare and my work did really great with that. But that's not the case for every woman. And I think when I look at it from a healthcare perspective, it's not just fighting for us to overturn it or look look to return it back to the, the government and protect those laws, but more looking at it from 
how can we give the women now that don't have this protection, how do we give them those preventative care services? Why is it that birth control isn't covered through um, health insurance? Why is it that we don't have access to, to prenatal care, everybody? Why isn't equal access to health care all over the place? We want these women to have these babies, but why aren't we having equal access? So now my mind's kind of thinking of what other laws and what other rules are in place that are preventing um, women from being successful in, in, in whatever this, their decision is to make. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, does anybody want to follow up on that before before I comment? Nope. Okay. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Go. So, for the states that do that ha have bans on it, it is unfortunate, and banning it at the federal level that doesn't address the issues that cause women to want to have abortions to begin with. Mm -hmm. So I think rather than having the federal government trying to control over women's bodies, the federal government doesn't know what the heck they're doing anyway. So giving them more power isn't really a good idea. And I agree. Um, I do agree. Yeah. So I think what's important is to look at rather than focus on overturning on Rover Suede, because it's still states that have it, they need to focus on how to prevent and how to decrease the number of abortions to begin with. Yeah. Like why are why are they happening and go from there? Okay. I think if we were in the business though of um, fixing those things, we would have fixed them by now. We would have uni mm -hmm. universal health care. We would have um, more social programs in place. Every time that we talk about welfare, uh, a Republican wouldn't have a coronary. Like it's very clear that we have no intention of fixing those things on a state mm -hmm. level or a federal mm -hmm. level. So really they're just screwed. Like we're just screwed. Like, so how do we fix that? How do we account for that at a state level? Cause the federal government is horrendous, but look at some of these states governments. Like they're not running great. Like look at Abbott, Greg Abbott has lost his damn mind. Like he's out there. He's currently trying to um, criminalize sodomy again. Like, do we want these people in charge? Like, can we trust them to make those kind of decisions? I don't think so. You know, and it, it's, and I thought DeSantis was probably, eh, he was probably bad, but he's not looking too bad right now. Don't get me wrong with, with the whole, you know, no, no, but listen, with the whole world stuff and all that, I'm not down with that, but he hasn't, he hasn't shut down abortion yet. It's still the 15 week, um, you know, the marker and stuff like that, where I would expect him to be like Alabama and Mississippi and just shut it down completely. It may still be coming, but we're not at that point yet. So... I don't know. Yeah, and, but I agree. I don't think I don't think anybody. I, my personal opinion. I don't think any man should have a decision. No. Period over a woman's body because I'm not telling them what to do with theirs, and we're not. So, no. I, that's my personal belief. But then you know, in looking at from the state government, what I don't like about the state government is that these people are elected, and they only see the views of the people that elected them yeah. but yet you sign and you raise your hand over the oath that over the bible to say that you're going to protect in, in the community the people the, you the are interest of the, the interests yeah. of the people but it's only for the people that voted for you and that does that to me that's not right and those those laws need to be looked at as far as where do we draw the line on what their jurisdiction is because you're not serving the people you're only serving the people that voted for you or maybe we need to go out there and show up more numbers to our state voting reps and i think that's what hasn't happened historically is we all show up for president yeah that's great and they've been saying those are the elections that count and yeah. now that we're seeing it we're seeing how much these, you know, these state elections. 
Yeah, it has way more power to influence at the larger level. And I think coming up in, in was it a 2022 this year, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're, we're going to have to see some moving and shaking if we want to see any type of change. But I honestly think the damage has been done and we're we're currently hurling towards 2024, which is going to be hell on earth. Um, I, I think it's going to be, you know, I was listening, looking on the other side, right? And kind of like, okay, this pro-life, if I put my mindset into pro-life, pro-life and start thinking, I'm like, okay, so they wanted, you know, abortion. They're so happy. They're celebrating. That's great. Now what they're going to see though, is like, if a woman doesn't want something done she and she don't want that baby, she's going to make it happen. They're going to find a way. One way yeah. or another. Yeah. Let's put it that way. So it's probably going to be something that's going to end up hurting her or hurting the child. Mm -hmm. What's going to end up happening is we're going to have a lot more women who are on government-funded programs. Well, guess what, people? Who pays for those government-funded programs? We do, right? Tax dollars. So all these people who voted for this right, what they're going to see is a lot of overturning, and they're going to see a lot of increases because we're going to have a lot more people that are going to need Medicaid. We're going to have a lot more people who are going to need WIC services. So those are going to be increased. And what Republicans don't like to do is pay more in taxes, right? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, but no, you're right. And I read an article earlier today where someone, a, a woman in Brazil who was spending basically her monthly wage to get um, to pay for uh, abortion pills. And that's in Brazil. So now, now we're going to be looking at, like you said, they're going to find a way. Women are going to find a way. If this isn't the, you know, a child that you want, it's going to lead to, you know, death. It's going to lead to sickness. It's going to lead to something way deeper than what the original intent was. Um, they're going to find ways, whether it be, well, it's going to be legal, but it's just, it's not going to be a good look. And you're going to find these, you know, poor women locked up, um, you know, all the consequences that come with that. So it's, I, I understand it's a really, really weird thing because, I do understand, you know, removing it from the federal level, but you know, states are states don't have anybody's best interest at heart. At least, at least in this situation, they don't. As you can can clearly see, um, but yeah, it's tough. I, I think it almost feels it almost feels like a prelude to something bigger that's coming, and um, this is just kind of like testing the water waters to see, you know, what happens if we do this. We've been threatening this for a while. Almost got it in 1994. Now let's let's move forward and see. Well, okay couple of protests. What's next? So that's going to lead me into my next question, right? Are our other rights at risk? Um, you know, we're, they're talking about uh, taking back, uh, you know, uh, gay marriage. Um, you know, Clarence Thomas is married to a, to a white woman, uh, interracial marriage, stuff like that, like, like crazy stuff, you know, stuff that we've, you know, been told to normalize. And these are normal everyday, you know, interactions and stuff like that. And we have friends in these communities. What do you think, you know, if are any of our other rights at risk? Start with Tatiana. I think we've already been headed on this path. Like we're already on it. Like everything that happened through COVID and the jab, we had our rights of choice taken away then. And I think the only way to overcome it is just for citizens to, to channel your anger of the government through activism and be being active in your state. If you don't like what your government people are doing, every state has has corrupt governments. Nevada is awful, really bad. Everyone's paid in, it's all about the money. It's yes. terrible. So yeah. but the problem is, is that there's such little education on government in general that people don't know how to be active. They don't, they don't know how much power they have through that. So that's 
But everybody knows how to TikTok and all that. It's, stuff. it's constant. The amount of time he's been complaining about it, like it, you know, at first, like I was really upset about it. But I read more and more about him. Like, okay, what can I do to change something? And then you you have to you have to keep taps on what the government's doing, and you just have to be involved because they most definitely will take more rights away. Like COVID started it. This is just. Yeah, it's a byproduct of it. What's crazy to me, right, because they had the gun reform that was passed the same time, right? It's like they slid that underneath, like, right at the same time of of Roe versus Wade, the repeal. And you almost forgot about that. It's a constant distraction. You're like, oh, you want gun rights or gun laws? uh, Uh Roe versus Wade is going, Roe versus Wade, here we go. Yeah, yeah. and it's so crazy how fast it happened and how slick it was. Um, I don't know, Angela, what what do do you think? You think we're any of our other rights? Oh, yeah. Um, we've been on this trajectory for 20 years. I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on for a second. Like They've been slowly stripping our rights away since 9-11. So the Patriot Act allowed them to spy on us. The NDAA allowed them to detain us indefinitely if we're suspected of terrorism. Uh, and now they're taking away our rights to privacy. And it is not lost on me that the same week that they took away Roe versus Wade, they also made it so that you can't sue police officers for not reading you your Miranda rights. I think that um, they, they're doing all this in quick succession because they want a reaction, right? So we talk about activism, we talk about going out and protesting. That's what I'm not going to be doing right now, because I feel like this is a long con and it's a setup, right? Because Mm. now they're going to arrest you um, by Mm. any means necessary, and you're going to get a felony. And what can't felons do? Vote. They can't vote. Yeah. They can't vote. Um, so in tandem of all these things happening, like if you pay attention to the news, like the last four years, ten, eight years, 10 years, we've been talking about voter suppression and redrawing districts. They're making it harder and harder to vote. And I think there's a reason for that. Like, I think this is only the beginning oh, yeah. of a lot of things. I think we were so worried about communism coming in the back door that we've let fascism in through the front door. Mm, good Great. point. Yeah, good, view. good view. Good view. Yeah. So I've been saying this for a, a little while um, since we were still in Vegas, and um, I think we're on the brink of another of another civil war. I, I really, I really think that. And you know, it was something that I saw uh, pre- when President Obama was in office his first term, and he was speaking to somebody on a tarmac. It was a, it was a, a lady uh, representative, and um, you know, she she just pointed in his face and you couldn't hear the conversation, but she is on his face pointing and stuff. I'm like, well, what the hell is going on? Like, that's the president. You don't do that. You know, regardless of color or whatever, mm-hmm. that's the president. Right. And then, you know, you started seeing, you know, the stuff in uh, Ferguson and all these other things and stuff. And, you know, it's kind of dismissed as, uh, you know, whatever this and that, but it became more and more frequent. And then it became just not, you know, black people, but it was, you know, Hispanics, Latinos, Asians, and you're starting to see this. And, and you know, and I, and I told my wife, I said, this looks like it's, it's not going to be the conventional war, but it, it is. It's going to be a war on culture and a, and a war on, you know, yeah, like in terms of segregation. So, yeah, states, it, you yep. said, like almost having a different. We are heading towards yeah, a separation yeah. of the states again, like like Civil War, you know, yeah. uh, Union and Confederacy. Not as extreme, I don't think, but just the thoughts. Right. Like if you side and jive with, with what the red is doing. OK, fine. Same with the blue. You want to be down with this and this and this? 
but it's it's, it's headed that way. And if, if it doesn't get to it, it's going to it's going to take a miracle, I think, for it not to because we're so divided on everything. We can't agree on anything anymore. No, I, they do that on purpose. They yeah. Because the, the more the more pissed off people are about all their issues, the more they're not going to budge and the more divided they become you can't mm -hmm. meet on anything the right. democrats aren't going to budge the republicans aren't going to budge so they put they wreak havoc between americans and it just separates people apart and no one's gonna be able to get along americans need to come to a point where we can govern ourselves <sighs> where things are decentralized where we have more power at the local level and when i say activism i don't mean protesting there mm -hmm. are way more ways of activism, of showing your activism and, you know, exercising your rights as a citizen than just protesting. Protesting honestly really doesn't even, it yeah, causes billions of dollars of damage. I'm not for that. You right. know, I'm talking about going to your state meetings, checking up what, what your state government's doing, go to your um, school board meetings or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Like, they everything is public, but they all the government hides what they're doing. They don't want people to show up. You need to be showing up because right. your voice needs to be heard by them, not by social media. That's not gonna do anything. No, you know, and then even even all the people protesting the Rovers Wade, they're in California where it's legal. <laughs> and they're wearing costumes. But also, California has such extreme laws. So they're trying to pass a bill where you can abort a baby after it's already born. Mm. And so that is so extreme. So it, you can't you can't be too far extreme on either side. Even like you know, if if the Democrats can't define what a woman is, how are they all of a sudden standing up for women's rights? And then if if the Republicans were touting my body, my choice over the vaccine mandates, why does that logic go out the window now? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's so ass backwards. And it's 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 just distraction. It's it, yeah. it's like, hey, follow this. But guess what? We got something happening over here. It's 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 mass confusion. So you can keep guessing and keep trying to keep up just so they can slip you with the uh, slip you with the okie doke later on for something that you totally didn't see coming. Um yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm I'm a I'm at a point now where I'm just it's not even it not even from the uh, the Roe versus Wade situation. Just everyday life with you know just the inflation now this it almost seems like we're becoming a church church state because everything is oh look look it's my when I say that it, it's already it's it was found well I mean everything yes yes our created on church that was a whole point right why they left go ahead Angela. Right? Yeah. well that's why the puritans left but the founding fathers were a bunch of um wealthy men that didn't want to pay their taxes that had all kinds of kinks so they were not the christian nationalists that are trying to run our country today but that when we talk about republicans like i don't i don't mean somebody that's registered as a republican like i mean christian nationalists that is a cancer upon the american society like they just ruled that you can now pray in schools. So I'm really interested to see how that's going to go when other religions start to pray in schools. Oh, yeah. They're not going to like, you know, um, you know, uh, Muslims doing that. They're not going to like that. You know, the, the, the nationalists, like you said. And then here we go. Another war, another battle. Right. We can do it. But whoa, 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 whoa. Not you. You know, and, and it's assed up. It's crazy. I read a quote and this was from a, a Manitoba chief up in Canada. And he said, if your freedom is built upon trampling upon the freedoms of others, 
then that is not freedom. That is privilege. Then that privilege becomes twisted. It festers and distorts. And that turns into entitlement. And, you know, when I read that, like that really hit. And I was like, that's exactly what I was what I was, you know, kind of looking at between the difference between freedom and privilege. <coughs> this is why me. other countries don't like us, though, because we do have a little bit more of a privileged about us. Right. Man. And we take it for granted. Yes, 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 we do. And, you know, and, you know, Tatiana, you and I, we've been in those other countries where you step at a line, you know, it's either off with your head or you, you're you gone. Yeah, you have to cut your hand off or something like that. And we do take that for granted. I really, really, I really think so, um, you know, with these uh, quote unquote patriots and stuff like that that we have here and, you know, people who probably never served, but, you know, they got all the answers, right? So it's, it's just one of those things. And I I really don't want us to, and, and now they're talking about, there is no separation of, of church and state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, where Thomas Jefferson said, plain as day, we have a, a build that high wall that separates churches. And I think it needs to stay that way. Mm-hmm. I really, really think it needs to stay that way. And I mean, what, what, what is your uh, takes on that? I mean, I don't think it's staying that way right now. I think mm-hmm. that the way it was intended to run is a separation of church and state. So the freedom of religion doesn't mean that you get to impress your religion on me. Freedom of religion means you're free to practice whatever religion you want. I will fight for a Christian's um, right to practice their religion till my dying breath. But when you start to impose that shit on me, like that, that's, that's a violation. Like, it's supposed to be a secular nation, not mm-hmm. the extreme that France is going, but like we're supposed to be a secular society. We're supposed to be able to freely express ourselves and the mm-hmm. government is supposed to be neutral. They're only right. supposed to step in where we need them to step in. Murder, robbery, those types of things. They have way, way over oh, way, way too deep in the cookie jar where you're getting into stuff like this. And it's yeah, yeah, it's um it, it is like 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 what you just said, Angela, where, you know, you're, you're, you have the freedom to practice your religion. Right. And, and believe in what you believe. But now we become so tribal in our society where it's gangs, it's little mini pockets of these gangs. And it's like, if you don't if you don't agree with what I say, the hell with you. Oh, no, no, I have no use for you. This is this, this. And yeah, it, it. I don't know if maybe now we're just paying attention to it more because it's always been there. It's always been, it's there. Always been there. You know, it's just a lot more. I mean, we we have so many different access to different types of media, media platforms, yeah. and it never sleeps. It never shuts off. You don't get the newspaper and only get it on Sundays. Like it's it's every day, all the time, twenty four seven. Um. So unless you turn it off in your mind, which the whole mindfulness kind of comes to play, and you have to be able to shut that down, breathe and and function, and you know when they're teaching you mindfulness is really focusing on where your role is and where you feel like you can make a difference if you even want to, or mm-hmm. if you want to get involved and being okay with the decisions that you make either for something or get something or standing up for what it is you believe in. So having that commonality, it's like, and, and I think people are over always overarching and thinking they could change the world and you can't, this has been going on around you before you were born and it's going to continue even after you're born um, or after you die. And it, it's just continuous cycle. This is the way humanity is. We're we're, we're just power hungry and seeking. We're it, never going to change. It's we're never going to change. Yeah. Um, and so you have to be okay in your life, you know, knowing what your place is. And that's that question that we asked, which is actually kind of a good question is who do you want to be remembered as, you know, when you die? What impact do you want to have or not an impact? Do you just want to sit by and are you content with that? And will you be able to pass on to wherever else you decide 
you are going to go after this life. Um, and I think it's just having some of that focus and stop overarching into other people and trying to change this person next year, change this person next year, where you're just going to continuously bump into a wall yeah. and be upset. Just sit your ass down somewhere with a nice <laughs> cold drink and just, I mean, you know, but do what you can do and you know, and the fight's going to continue with or without you. Yeah. Angela, right? yeah, Angela, you said it. Your grandmother fought for this, and you know, unfortunately, look where we're at. And it's mm-hmm. it's discouraging. And and mm-hmm. I don't I don't know I don't know if there's a fix to it, y'all. I really don't know if there's a fix to it because it's if there is a fix, they're going to find a way to roll it back like they just did. It's going to be one of those continuous back yeah. and forth battles, always. It's, always. it's used as a tool to mean to manipulate manipulate voters that's uh, what I think. yeah oh yeah no yeah yeah that's it's like the whole january 6th thing that's going on i'm like oh, why man. is this playing out if they're not doing anything about it i don't know and you know what it is because there's no new shows out so that's what they're using to fill the summer it's an influence. <laughs> yeah right i'm there, serious trying to influence voters i'm dead serious and, and yeah they put that on in prime time smart it's very good yeah. advertisement that's just like, somebody's watching it i got bored after yeah. a while but yeah just like the debates when do they put that on at prime time right so everybody can have eyes on it they're doing the same thing to get that same exposure to you know to, to rally to you know do nothing because that's what's going to come from it <laughs> nothing you know not a damn thing but it's entertaining to watch um but yeah so look last time angela has something oh, i'm sorry go ahead angela i was just gonna say we i've spent so much time talking about the republicans let's talk about the democrats for a second who have 50 oh, years yeah, yeah. to take care of this and before the ink was even dry i'm getting text messages like donate to my campaign yeah, for yeah. what? For what? I voted for you. I did what you said to do. <laughs> what are you trying to do now? Yeah. No, yeah. for all this money y'all got, y'all asked for a lot of cash, man. Like, I'm not giving you 15 bucks. I don't want to meet Joe Biden. I'm sorry. And it's been this perpetual talking point for the last 50 years, and Democrats like it that way. They always wanted to be a point of discussion because if they didn't, they would have fixed it by now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's. It's like, you know, and I'm going to be a Star Wars nerd, right? It's the Jedi and the Sith, an eternal battle. I don't care who's at the head of the snake. Them motherfuckers are fighting generation after generation after generation. It's one of those things. And it's just, it's it's our it's our life soap opera, basically. We're watching the two biggest gangs. It's not the Crips and the Bloods. It's the it Republic- is kind of like <laughs> Well, it is. It's the same color. It's the same color. It's the same color. Yeah, those are the two biggest gangs. And, you know, again, deflection, right? A distraction. So let me get to the last question, and you know, before we wrap this up, um, you know, how will this affect our nation going forward? And is democracy still capable or still possible? Start with you. Hmm. Did we ever have a democracy? Well, depends on who you ask. I don't think so. <laughs> no. I think it's. Um, I mean, I think it's just going to continue. Like I said, it's never going to going to change. Um, I don't know. All right. I don't really have a solution. No, no, neither does neither does the government. So I mean, but, all right. Well, let's, uh, Angela, what do you think? Um, I mean, how do I say this tactfully? All empires end. Yes. Uh, and I see the only way us really being able to move forward is if we had viable third parties. So we are in an impossible position where we're always deciding between the lesser of two evils. The only way we're going to have a fair and equitable democracy is if we can get other players um, on the field. Uh, I don't know how we make that happen. I honestly think we're seeing that right now. I think we're seeing a splintering group from the Republicans 
with the Trump supporters. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying it's good. But there clearly is a third option. And I think as we go forward, we're going to start seeing that idea of that third party flesh out a little bit more. Ooh, Howard yeah, Stern. I mean, oh, Howard Stern. He might be on like the fourth party. <laughs> so I've been a libertarian since like I could register to vote and like mm-hmm. to not this election, but when Trump ran, like there mm-hmm. was a, a brief second that there was a yellow blip on the map and like I got mm-hmm. all excited. But until like we can get a green party in there or because what people don't realize is it costs money to run in these elections. Like it costs like a hundred grand even to get on the board to be president in like each state. So you got to pay each state to vote, to be voted for. Same thing in local elections, like just to be a legislator or a councilman, it's like $10,000 to even get in the race, which creates a barrier to entry. So if we're going to be able to move forward, we need to be able to remove some of that stuff. Otherwise, I don't know how we reform this. I don't, I don't. And, and what's crazy is that you do have people from, you know, Libertarian, Green Party, all that stuff. They come with great ideas, but they're dismissed as like, oh, this dude's a whack job. Or these people are kind of weird. Well, like yeah, last year, actually, that's a good topic. Last year, I was reading about it because I was, I was telling you, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm picking a different party. That is it. This is the year. And I was you know, reading about the agendas and things. And then I saw how Republicans and Democrats, what they do, you know, they for their country, as far as, you know, making the laws on the you know zoning laws and things like that, states, yeah. they do other, you know, crazy shit behind the scenes to prevent them from getting on those ballots. Um, so, number one, they get when you even go in to vote, you won't even see them in your local elections. You can't even vote for Green Party and, and those type of things. But they do some shady behind the shit stuff where they don't allow them to to get on the ballot. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Talking, you have to be you have to be registered as whatever party you want to vote for. So if you're not registered as whatever party you are, you're not going to see anyone else on your ballot. So if mm-hmm. if you're just independent, you're not going to have anyone on your ballot because there's like two people running as independent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's there's all types of laws that get hard for voters. It is, yeah. and it's only getting worse. And, and nobody weirder. knows that because they don't they don't educate or put. No any one's of this active. Gov- like government needs to be taught in schools, but they don't do that on purpose because they don't want people knowing how much power they have. Exactly. It's we the people. You represent us. You work for me. Yeah, that's exactly. And so, that's not how it that is going. No. So the answer, or I want to get your answer on this uh, question, Tatiana. So what do you what do you think we're going to look like going forward? Going forward, I think these are going to continue to get worse. We're already on a path towards doomsday. Our, our, oh, our currency is going to collapse. Our society is already collapsing. I'm just, I'm a total doomsdayer. Like I just have no hope for the future, you know, but I think there's a lot of things that we can do to, you know, make us sleep better at night, at least like, you know, we need to activate for term limits for Congress. There's, you know, there's things that we can do that will make an impact that I think we just we have to do something, you know, it's not it's not right to just complain about things and not bring any problems or not and no solutions. Yeah. So I think it's going to get worse, but we have, we have to try, <laughs> you know, and, and that, that's that's all you can do. And, um, you know, getting out and marching and protesting, that that's a young person's game where I think you make no, the. Doesn't do no, no, and, and you're you're heavy into that stuff. I remember seeing you know you and your mother you are involved in like uh. My mom was a campaign manager for. She was a campaign manager for the guy running for governor, the guy running for. Um, oh my gosh, I don't even remember. She was on three different campaigns because we had our primary elections this year. Mm-hmm. 
So she's been way into it. And so okay. drag me down that rabbit hole with her. You got it. I should have brought her on here. You have, we, have know, to, we have to get her back on here. Yes. But she's yeah. super, and you just have to be involved. And there's so many different ways to do that. You know, you have to go to all the legislative meetings and there's even like um the Clark County assessors, they just they just increased in, increased our um, property tax, like without even telling anybody. They're like, you have one day to respond and turn this form in to not have your property tax increase. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, they're just doing stuff and they're not even telling people. So if, if you're not involved, you're gonna miss all of it. And then, you know, you're, you're gonna lose out on it. You're not holding the bag at the end, wondering why. No, I I know it's, it's wild, but ladies, I appreciate your time, um, you know, and uh, yeah, I, all I can say is, um, it sucks. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm at a loss for words, but hopefully, you know, anybody listening and, you know, even even us, that something something we can do, make our, you know, make our choices and our voices heard at the ballots. You know, even if even if that's an option anymore now, you know, it's, there's no guarantee. Um, so fellow Marauders, you know, um, before we let everybody get out of here, you know, we, we like to do the shout outs and thank you. So we'll go ahead and go around the room, starting with Tatiana. Go ahead. Oh, well, shout out to you for having us here. And thanks for having us. Um, I don't really have, I guess I'm gonna shout out my child because I just hope the world is better by the time he's he's older. Like that, that is my biggest fear is he's just gonna have it worse than I am. And that's not what I want as a mother. So I just, yeah. shout out to Liam. Okay. All right, Angela, what you got? Shout outs, thank yous, anybody you wanna point out or anything? Shout out to you. Thank you for having me on the show. Shout out to anybody who feels hopeless right now or um, like they can't go on. It's okay. You've made it through every bad day before this. We're going to get through it. Um, and just thank you for having me on the show. All right. All right. So, you know, we'll uh, we'll see you again soon, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and both of you actually. We'll see both of y'all again soon. Um, you got any shout outs, any thank yous? Um, just, yeah, this was a great topic to finish out the, the season and everyone just take a deep breath. Um, you know, it's definitely a lot of emotions going through and we're very emotional creatures as humans. And I think it just need to take a deep breath, look at why you're upset and try to figure out, um, you know, lots of great solutions today of how to get involved and do something if you're motivated to, and if you're not, then that's fine too, but you have control and choice within yourself um, and with those people around you. And so just finding your knit and those people that you can relate to and you can be able to speak to it. And you know, definitely taking care of ourselves because right now um, seeing increases in, in inflation and everything that's going on and, and then the politics, um, you know, could definitely mess people up mentally and, and cause you know, fatalities that we were not looking to see. And so I think taking care of yourself, checking in on people um, and just asking the question and, and then also just looking, you know, for those people that are, you know, on the opposite side. I, I do think that there's a way I'm, I'm friends with people who are pro-choice and are pro and pro-life. And, you know, just we can still be friends and we can still have 
you know, casual conversations about these topics. Um, and I, I, you know, I do hope for people to be able to reach over those lines just because you don't agree with someone that you can still have a friendship or find something good in them and find a way to work together. And I think that's what our politics are missing is the working together. We have to live together on this earth. We have to work together in some point or our paths are gonna to continue to cross. So finding that middle ground somewhere. Well, I got nothing to follow <laughs> with that between the three of y'all. You know, um, all things in balance. Thank you, Oprah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but no, and all three of you are hundred percent right. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, my shout outs are, you know, to all three of y'all. Um, thank you for, you know, not only your time, but your perspective and, you know, just the passion behind this topic. Um, it's definitely not easy because it affects y'all directly. Um, so, you know, warriors. <laughs> it's, yeah. Anybody can tell us shit. <laughs> you want to pick a battle with anybody? You pick the wrong fucking battle. You know, you don't pick mothers. Yeah, and that's the thing. Y'all ain't lying. I we all that. came from a woman's womb. You don't mess with mom. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah. Brought you in, you take it out. Look, I'm, I'm shying away, and I ain't even do shit. <laughs> yeah, what she said. Yeah. Um, but no, thank you, thank you to all of y'all, and um, you know, and thank you to, for Rudy. You know, Rudy uh, Hernandez, dude, I, I went to uh, high school with in Okinawa, and he was here, and now he's in San Antonio. Thank you for chiming in, man. Thank you for for watching and supporting, and um, you know, thank you for everybody who throughout the season, you know, who who's either you know, chimed in or appeared on the show. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your uh, support of the show. Um, of course, everybody out there, COVID is still going on. We had a bout of it in our house. And, um, you know, just all the doctors and everybody looking out and, you know, first responders still, you still see the ambulances going by and all that stuff. It ain't changed. It hasn't changed. So thank you to everybody. Um, you know, the teachers, y'all getting a little bit of a break. Uh, parents rest ups. Uh, I don't want to say the, the S word school is coming, but, you know, at some point it will. But <laughs> Enjoy the downtime. Get some re some relaxation. Have you a Capri Sun and sit by a pool or something like that. Just just chill out. Um, yeah. So you know, if there's anything you want to maraud on, you know, we have a number of ways for you to get in contact with us. You know, where I usually do most of my dirt is on Instagram at the underscore culture underscore marauders. Like us on Facebook at the culture marauders. Email us at the culture marauders at gmail.com. And then also, um, you know, we're working on the uh, the website. So I know we've been mad lazy, but it's coming, right? I promise you, it's coming. But in the meanwhile, our um, our newsletter is is, is you know it's, it's gaining traction. Um, we're seeing new signups quite often. Uh, check out the newsletter. We'll be putting up something here for the past month, and I'll be writing my first blog for that um, Father's Day experience and just um, what it means to be a father and just having that time off in perspective. So I'll be putting that up for the first time. And um, so yeah. With that being said, I got one more comment. What, what else we got on there? All right, all right. There we go. Good, good. Yes, mission accomplished. Enlighten and entertain. Yes. So, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, but um, so yeah. Look, um, season three is a officially a wrap. Again, thank you to all the guests that appeared throughout the season. We will be back in the fall for uh, season four. We got some different things we're going to be trying out with guest hosts. Um, Angela is going to be one of our guest hosts. But like I said in the beginning, um, you know, the Culture Marauders is the show for the people and anybody can be a marauder. Tatiana as well. So we're going to get her locked in also. And you will be seeing their faces hosting shows just like Rena and I have been doing in the past. So be ready. You want to get involved? Hit us up. Let us know what you want to get on and uh, we'll pencil you in. So in the meanwhile, as always, be safe. One culture, one blood, one love. Peace.
<laughs> really? <laughs> Peace.